This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Welcome to my altar. And also... Uh, Christine apparently has to go to Trader Joe's, so we happy have to- <laughs> Halloween month. It's October. I, happy October, and I hope everyone. This is a sneak peek, by the way, of yep, how yep, my yep. place looks. We also just recorded the Halloween episode just to like make you feel like we're really time traveling. I know. So expect this again on the Halloween episode. This little back back room. Yes, it's uh, currently September, and we're well, you know how September, whatever, and yep. it's. We're recording the October listeners episode, which comes out the first of October, and we recorded the Halloween episode, which comes out the last of October. So we're bookending October today. Um, there's a couple little, if you're on video, a couple little hints about what was going on. But we wore costumes and everything, so you got to tune back in. We, we sure did. Off we had our a, costumes afterward to we avoid we spoilers. stripped we stripped ourselves so you wouldn't know. That's Patreon what we content. As. Our stripping section is <laughs> Patreon content. Oh no, well, wants that. I I don't even <laughs> want to pay for it. But thank no. you. Um, no, we've got uh, some. Sp- Spooky stories. A shout out to Eva. Thank you for Yay! reading these spooky stories. Also, if for some reason you are new here, welcome. And every first of the month, we put out a listener's episode where you can submit your own true crime and paranormal personal stories. You can do that on our website, and that's why we drink.com. We have a submission form there. And uh, you could be entered into the next next month's awesome listener's episode. Contest where then we just talk about you for 20 minutes so <laughs> or you, you just you never it. know you never know what we're gonna say unfortunately to us, depends on least. your star sign your name there's a lot of things we could comment on so we really should careful. put that in the submission form like you're what, right what's your star sign how likely are we to actually cover your story yeah today? just cover mm. your our, your bases now because we'll get there um but yeah, so Eva said <clears throat> she found some Halloween-y stories for us. I'm very excited because uh, while she was telling us this, she told us she just did a Trader Joe's run to get all their fall stuff. And since I am basically going to be uh, having a child any day now, I feel like I need to stock Ooh. up on some some fall goodies. So after we record this, I'm going to run to my Trader Joe's and stock up. Um, and I'm going to panic the whole time, by the way, because spoiler alert, um, Halloween is a two-parter episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which means we haven't filmed the two, the, the part two yet, and I'm very nervous the baby will be here before we record. Let's try to do it tomorrow, then. We'll just get out of the way. <clears throat> the baby's going to show up in five minutes. I can already tell. Okay. <laughs> I wish, but I don't think so. Um, anyway, can I, Christine. Can I go first? Yes, you can go. Yay. I wanted to also say happy Halloween. This is our first <gasps> time happy I think Halloween. we got to actually, or I, it hasn't happened yet, but 
when our Halloween episode comes out, it's the first time we've actually had an episode come out on Halloween. It's very exciting. It's we a very were, good way to yeah. end this spooky, spooky month. So I happy agree. spooky month. And I hope I'm you so have a I'm so glad I got time. to be here. I was really worried that like I would go into labor last night and then like the Halloween episode We'd have to wait another, like, what, seven years for it to come back on Halloween. <laughs> Something gnarly. Yeah. And I was also going to be like, Christine, if the baby shows up tonight before we record, you are putting your ass on FaceTime and I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you my story we'll and we're it. recording the whole thing. I'll do it on some painkillers. It's fine. It'll be fun. We'll have a good like, time. I don't care that there's an epidural in your spine. There was a ghost upstairs. And once again, <laughs> it was a lady in a red dress. Can you be surprised, please? I just turned the knob on the epidural like, okay, keep it, keep it coming, please. Crank it up. <laughs> All right. Yes, you can go first. Yay. Um. We have an even number this week so or this month, so I feel like um I feel like it probably doesn't matter that much, but you know, I'm gonna pull my last pregnancy privilege card here and and ask. Pregnancy you to go first. privilege, I'm so over it. There's yeah. nothing but good times when you're pregnant. Nothing, nothing. bad. It's nothing. all feels so nice on your body always. I'm, I know it. I know Sleeping, it. Sleeping, great. Walking, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Swelling, great. All Pushing of the human is, out. Pushing I'm sure out. that's gonna be great. Woo, that's the best part. Um yeah. <laughs> So thank you for letting me go first and take advantage once again of my massive privileges. Um, You're welcome. This is from Kaylin. She, her, thank you, Kaylin. And it's called Halloween 2007, a haunted toddler and the darkest darkness I've ever felt. Oh, shit. Wow, what a title. Talk about a title. Woo. Okay, Kaylin, here we go. Hello, I'm Christine. Christine's child, unnamed at the time of writing. Love that. Geo Junie <laughs> Also Mooney. at the time of recording. So. Also at the time of recording. Fair point. Um, Junie Mooney and all other haunts, fruits, and vegetables. I'm writing to share a story that is not exactly my own, though I had a related experience. It's been on my mind to share since I started listening in 2016. Wait. Ooh. We didn't exist in 2016. I think we were a twinkle in your eye, but I appreciate it. That's amazing that you started listening before we even I knew we had time travelers listening I knew it I knew it I knew it (laughs) okay we're teasing you a little bit we it was early 2017 so you you were probably but that's still amazing like if you were in there right when we started because we were nothing we were small potatoes it's very nice of you to still be here you did not have to do that and I didn't expect it either yeah amazing that you're here all the way to meet my child basically oh my god snaps to you you're yeah, Christine's having the baby, but you've been here this whole time. You've That's... been listening before we've been listening, which is amazing. <laughs> like a technological feat, I think. Um, okay, since I started listening in 2016, but for whatever reason, it uh, never felt like the right time. Since Halloween's around the corner and I'm feeling all nostalgic, I thought it'd be fun to revisit a Halloween gone by, 2007 to be exact. Ooh. Shout out to my high school BFF, Jay, and her family for the proper spookiness of the story. In 2007, I was a sophomore in high school. I was also homeschooled, so you can imagine how cool I and my group of friends were. We planned a costume party on Halloween uh, at my friend's house. There were eight or ten of us, and as underage homeschooled nerd parties tend to go, the festivities, probably Dance Dance Revolution and a MySpace photo shoot. This is my dream party, man. I was with you. And maybe a wine cooler. No. Nerdy kids like us didn't drink. Um, We just ate a lot of It was a wine cooler. It didn't even count. Uh, it did that's how you know i went to the real parties yeah i was like um maybe for cool kids but i was definitely doing myspace photo shoots and with like the coca-cola with caf the extra caffeine in it oh Oh my god what i know party time no i don't wait what there's a coca-cola with more caffeine yeah oh that just sounds exactly like max i don't know what i'm thinking of that sounds exactly like something Coke. I was not allowed okay. to drink it, so it was kind of like my wine cooler, you know? Aha, I see. That was like surge soda for me. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to drink Mountain Dew, all that stuff. So Dance Dance Revolution and Mountain Dew, oh my God, I was having a wild time. Okay. <laughs> um, the festivities probably died down a little uh, pretty early. Eventually, we found ourselves sprawled out on the floor of the room above my friend's garage, costumes in various states of disrepair telling ghost stories. I vividly remember turning off the lights and one by one, each of my friends climbed up onto the treadmill in the corner of the room and aimed a flashlight at their chin. Goosebump style to tell a tale. Mm. None of ours were particularly scary being the good little youth group children we were. We were all a little bit lacking in life experience. They were probably like, one time there was a bump. What? <laughs> the closet creaked open. My dog had to pee. So I heard a sound. It was crazy. It sounds pretty crazy. Anything with a flashlight pointed to your own face after a lot of Mountain Dew is like the pretty end. wild. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, before long, my friend Jay's mom came in to pick her up. Jay suggested, Mom, why don't you tell the story about when Joe was a baby? She says, not her brother's name, also redacted for privacy. At first, her mom was hesitant, but eventually agreed and obliged us on the treadmill stage, flashlight gleaming and all. Ooh. Miss N, a single mother, explained that she took night classes when Jay and Joe were little, her brother being three or four at the time. She said she would often sit at her kitchen table studying after putting the kids to bed. One such night, she said she remembers hearing a clattering sound like her toddler's toys being played with. She said she got up to scold him and put him back to bed, but when she approached his room, she saw him still asleep in his bed. She said she was confused but went back to work. A few minutes later, as she sat at the table, she saw one of Joe's toy trucks begin to roll slowly across the room, unassisted. That's a firm pass, is what I call that. No, big, thank you. Big yuck. You're like trying to study. You're like, I have flashcards out. Leave me alone. Like, I'm already miserable. I have I'm already to do suffering. Yeah. Of all times to be bothering me. Of course, this spooked her. She said at first she wasn't sure if she had fallen asleep at her books. Maybe she was having a stress dream. No, she realized the truck was rolling along, then back and forth as if being guided by a child's hand. At this point, she got up and put the toys away completely. After she had settled down again, studying away, she heard her front door open. She raced to the front door to see Joe wandering across the front yard toward the street. She yelled for him and hurried to catch him, but he was unresponsive, seemingly still asleep. She put him back to bed, deadbolted the door, which he had not historically been able to open, and went to bed herself, fairly terrified. Mm. The next morning, she was feeding Jay and Joe <coughs> breakfast as usual, she told us, and Joe said something that stopped her in her tracks. Mama, where's my friend? See ya. <laughs> See ya. Oh, no. He left. He oh, left. No. And you're about to, too. And you are, too. I was about to say, <laughs> bye. <laughs> At least I am. I don't know where you're going. Yeah, you can stay here if you want. <clears throat> Woo. What friend? My friend from last night. We were all fairly dumbfounded and no one quite knew how to react. A real ghost story. I asked where she lived when these events had taken place. Same place we do now. My jaw dropped. Here's where my memories of the house come in. Oh, boy, we got a little crossover. Loving the layers. <gasps> Love it. You're a great storyteller, uh, Caitlin. Probably six months earlier, my mom, little sister, and I had taken Jay home after a hang session. Jay was always coming to my house, often spending the night two or three nights in a row while we tortured my family, scream singing Rent in my room, but I'd never been invited to hers. When we dropped her off that day, her mom invited us inside. I remember the instant I walked inside, I felt nauseous. I didn't want to be rude, but I remember I was barely holding it together. I met her dogs, who were fairly nervous, tail between their legs, and said hello to her brother in middle school at the time. I remember how it felt like dusk in the house as she walked me through to her room, though it had been daylight outside. My chest felt heavy, and along with the nausea, I knew I needed to make my exit pretty quickly. Even in my memory, the darkness of that hallway is tangible. My mom and sister also said their hellos and just as quickly their goodbyes, and we headed back to the car. As soon as we got in the car, my little sister said she was feeling sick. I turned to look at her, and my mom gasped because she said she too had been nauseous while in the house. As we talked about it, we discovered that all of us were feeling better. The heaviness in my chest had lifted too. All of us felt it, and other than myself, my family is not one to discuss or believe in paranormal occurrences. I wasn't even sure what to call the feeling at the time, but I knew it was bad news, and I was shocked I hadn't been alone in it. Needless mm. to say, once I heard Miss N's story and connected those dots, I was freaked the hell out. I will never forget the chills I got when I realized the story had taken place at the same house where I felt some of the darkest energy I've ever felt in my life. Thankfully, they're all doing fine, and I never heard of any more paranormal occurrences happening to their family. Honestly, after that night, Jay seemed less eager to discuss it, and of course, I wanted to respect their wishes. But I think about it often, and every Halloween, part of me longs for the simplicity of the MySpace, LimeWire, Dance Dance Revolution days with that friend group, and maybe the genuinely good scare, too. Hopefully, it, this story provided some goose cam fuel. Thank you both so much for the years of laughs and millennial commiseration, and I hope you and yours have a safe and spooky holiday. That's so fun. Kaylin, thank you. What a great story. What a story. And um, I appreciate the was a millennial commiseration. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I feel like all of us should end our all of our letters like <gasps> Agreed. that. Agreed. If you were born like in the 1900s, which is what they're calling it now, by the way. Yikes, what? <laughs> they're saying that we were born in the 1900s. And <laughs> we're so old. The 20th century. Um, I mean, we were, right? Like, that's not. I know, but it's just like, fuck these kids. Like, <laughs> oh, the kids are saying it. Well, then, yeah, then, yeah I don't yeah. love it. So, uh, I maybe we should just, if 
your birthday starts with a 19, then we'll just start calling ourselves millennial commiserations or whatever. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. I have one. I have okay. one, one story now and a few coming later. Wow. But this one, I know. Uh, this one is from Sydney Hughes' She, Her Pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Sydney. Um, this title is Batman and Evil Robin Tried to Rob Me. I like Ooh. how you got robbed by Robin. I know. Evil Robin. Also, I'm thinking about evil Batman, and it's definitely, um, she didn't say this Batman was evil, but I am thinking about the Batman I think is evil, and it was the one that walked past us during that ghost tour. Oh, that was creepy. I forgot was about that. Was not that. the most wild thing? When I was, was in bizarre. town. When I was in town with Christine, we did a I bunch of ghost tours, that. and one of them that we did was like near this one building that Christine did not. I did not like it. I still don't like it. I don't like. And around the corner it. of the building, literally, someone in not like your average like Spirit Halloween Batman outfit, but like Batman cosplay, like a full just, six foot plus tall man in like yeah the full cosplay, like leathered goods. Like Ugh. he is. It just walks out. He's not even looking at us, ignores us entirely, just turns the corner, walks the entire strip past us, and just keeps going. And it was and like I nighttime. Like, it was like really creepy. Nighttime, right into the middle of like what is considered but the most, like one of the most haunted places in your area. And, yeah. Like, what the hell was that? It was very odd and it was very jarring and it wasn't supposed to be part of the tour or anything. So, anyway. And to clarify, this was like a. Two weeks ago, or a week or two ago, this is like mid-September. There was not like a Halloween event or anything. Like, right? Yeah, exactly. It's really so, strange. If you happen to be in um, the Kentucky area and you hear <laughs> that there was a crime starring oh, Batman at some point, um, I got him on video. Well, I've... Sydney, was this you? Maybe this was something oh, involving gosh. Sydney. I hope not. Maybe Sydney's Sydney's about to be like, I literally am dating Batman who walks around Kentucky or something. <laughs> well, good for you. He was <clears throat> nice and tall. <laughs> From what I can um, tell. So Sydney says, hey, I'm Christine, Eva, assorted animal pals, and incoming baby Schieffer. Oh, hello. Incoming. Hello. Uh, in honor of October, I wanted to share my Halloween horror story with you all. This is a long one, so let's crack into it, shall we? Yes. Yep. I was in seventh grade, and it was the first time I was home alone at night. And normally my older sister was there, but considering she was 16, who knows where she was? Fair enough. She was playing Dance uh, Dance Revolution and drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> hanging out with Batman. Uh, anyway, it was late and I wandered downstairs to get a glass of water only uh, wearing only an oversized t-shirt I use as pajamas. The staircase in my house lands almost directly in front of the front door, which has a little window about head high. And that night, as I came down the stairs, there were two people standing under <gasps> our single dim porch light. Nope, nope, nope. One had a black ski mask on. No. And the other had a Batman mask. No, no, no. Forever ruining Batman for me, by the way, Sydney. Thank you so much. Um, Sydney's like, yeah, no shit for me too. <laughs> I froze and they seemed to freeze too, noticing me. <sighs> then in a moment forever burned in my brain, they both lifted one hand and slowly waved at me in perfect synchronization. Why? Back and forth, back and forth. It was a normally friendly gesture that felt completely <gasps> sinister when they did it. Absolutely I mean, yeah, imagine someone not. looks like they're about to break into your house and they just go. Instead of being like, yeah, instead of being like, oh, shit, we got to run. They're like, hello. We like, can truly, see like, you. Like, just like, like right outside your door and they're about to fucking rob you. That's yep. the creepiest thing ever. Um, <clears throat> So... It took a moment for me to process that I was standing pantless. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, you're also not wearing pants, which sucks. Super sucks. Less than six feet away from two faceless, waving strangers with only a little barrier of wood between us. Yeah, I've thought about that. Like, have you ever just thought, like, your door, door is literally is just, just like two inches of material separating you from outside? Like, I that's think about it. it every minute of every day. It's, it's all I think so about. freaky. It's like, there's really nothing. It's like, I mean, I've heard like uh, locksmiths and all that say, like, like, locks don't keep bad guys out. They keep honest people honest. It's so wild to think that like bad guys just think like there's only two inches between you and me that is like like keeping me like why don't over i here. have i want access to your personal Ugh. life also still lock your doors okay that doesn't still mean don't lock, lock your, your doors. doors just get steel ones um, at least the lazy <laughs> just get lazy robbers will bulletproof leave you alone. doors 
Um, in a sheer panic, I ran down the hallway into the kitchen, scooping up my phone and my dog on the way down to the basement. Aww. Sorry, but like, I get it. Like, I wouldn't know what to do either. I totally panic. But if this were a horror movie, I'd be like, the basement? What are you doing? The There's probably back- a door down there. Oh, okay. My basement didn't have a door. That's why. Okay. That's my the- guess anyway. The back of our house is very exposed with big French doors and lots of big windows. It's lovely during the day, but at night it can feel like I'm living in a fishbowl. Yeah. So I ran downstairs and said, okay, good. Okay. Wait. The basement steps were just around the corner from the back door and I huddled at the bottom before calling perhaps the least helpful people I could have at the moment, my parents, who <laughs> were off at some fancy wine tasting getting shwasted. I was terrified <laughs> of the strangers on my porch, but I was even more terrified of calling the police and having them be mad at me if I turned yep. out that the masked strangers were there for some totally innocent reason. But then again, like... That's what how my the brain fuck works, is there- too. But then again, like, what the fuck is their innocent reason? Like, Yeah, but, like, it's just such a... A uh, instant reaction of like, oh, well, I don't want to be like a worry. I don't want to upset. Oh everybody. no, like anxiety is a very real thing. But then when you stop to think, like, oh, like what if they're doing something innocent? It's like name one thing that could be innocent in that. <laughs> they forgot to trick or treat on the right day. They are lost. They're confused about the day. I thought I thought Sydney was going to say like I didn't want to call the police and be in an inconvenience or a bother. And it's I like, think that's wow, what she's saying. There. Yeah, yeah, that is what she's saying. Like I didn't want to waste their time if it was nothing as i cried into the phone to my mom trying to explain the situation the phone crackled a few times and then cut out completely the flat (gasps) dial tone nightmare exactly like the beginning of every horror movie right before the first person gets got i thought okay they cut the phone lines and my trusty hand-me-down motorola razor was currently plugged in next to my bed two floors above. oh no when she said i grabbed my phone i was hoping it was a cell phone nope (laughs) crud I stood there for what felt like an hour, but was in reality, it was probably about two minutes debating whether to run back upstairs for my cell phone or stay put when all of a sudden someone began to pound furiously on our back door. (gasps) Uh -uh. The sound of their fists rattling the glass echoed through the otherwise quiet house. And I thought, well, I guess this is how I go. But Bailey, our golden retriever, aka the absolute worst guard dog (laughs) ever known. Besides uh, Geo. (laughs) Besides Geo. Perked her ears up and wandered to the basement steps towards no. our certain doom. Bailey, no, come back. Bailey. Bailey. But then, but then I heard it. Whoever was pounding on the door was saying my name. <gasps> when I crawled up the steps and peeked my head around the corner, I saw my neighbor standing outside, one hand knocking and the other curled around his face as he peered into the bright living room. When he saw me tearfully looking up at him from the staircase, he yelled through the door, hey, your mom called me saying something about Thank you God. being afraid of some people on the porch, but then couldn't get a hold of you. <gasps> Jeez. Well, at least your mom was on Thank top of it for God. that moment. I opened the door and told him what happened, and he took me over to his house to hang out with his kids until my parents got home, and he also checked the front porch, but the people weren't there anymore. From then on, my neighbor would be the person I called every time I was home alone Aww. and heard some... Can you imagine the, like just being a neighbor, the neighbor, and it's like oh, now I have to go potentially risk myself. Like what a what a robbers hero. on the porch. Yeah, I mean what terrifying. So when my parents got home, uh, which now that I'm old enough to appreciate the sanctity of a good glass of red, I'm sure they walked out of that wine tasting cursing the fact that they had even <laughs> created a kid to take them away from their fancy cabernet. They tried to calm me down by explaining that the men were probably just trick or treaters. No. The town next to ours always celebrates Halloween the Friday before the actual day to avoid any school night complications. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> but, ugh, like, that's it still freaks me out. My parents theorized that some kids had continued trick-or-treating down our block without realizing they had stepped over the town line. Although I doubt that that theory because, A, these people were big, not some yeah. twiggy high school punks, and B, our block is nowhere near the town line. I don't, and my parents I don't were know. insistent. I can pretty much guarantee One was literally in a ski mask. That's not a costume, by the way. That's not a costume. They literally waved to you and freaked you out. They didn't say trick or treat. They didn't ring the doorbell like they were going to trick or treat. True. They were just standing there. Ew, you're right. And also, like, they freaked out when you noticed them, which should have been the opposite of what happens. Did they freak out? I thought they just waved. I, they like they both froze that, that like they could see each other. Mm. Yeah. The dead phone line they explained by pointing out that the service was spotty in the basement and the yeah, wireless. Yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agreed to that once they proved 
that up on the main floor they could still make a call. The fact that it was a cordless phone and therefore couldn't actually be cut was an excellent point too. I was also like, wait, I guess then you'd have to get it fixed if it was actually cut. But yeah, yeah. okay, fair point, fair point. But also when she said I'm bringing the phone downstairs, I guess she wasn't bringing a long ass landline. A cord, you right. Know? <laughs> um, so while I was still freaked out, I'm a- I allowed them to convince me that perhaps the people on my porch really were trick-or-treaters gone astray. That was until a few days later when the <gasps> local newspaper reported that there had been a string of home invasion burglaries <gasps> in our neighborhood that week and the thieves were never caught. So sorry this was so long. I wanted to write in several listener tales over the years, including the story of the original owner of my house who attempted to bludgeon his wife with a meat cleaver in the what main the bedroom. F? Uh, but cases of writer's block always get in the way. <laughs> you did a great job with this one. Thank you for countless laughs and horrified gasps over the years. In a time of so much uncertainty, it feels good to settle down every Sunday with you two who feel Aww. like old friends. Have a very spooky pre-Halloween season, but not so spooky that Batman and evil Robin try to rob you, Sydney. I love that it's Batman. He's fine. And then Robin in a ski mask is like, he's certainly <laughs> evil. There's there's <laughs> nothing good about that one. I can only guarantee that for you. Yes. I'm telling you, there's something about a man dressed as, a full grown man dressed as Batman is very unsettling. And when I was little, I had a fear of Batman. And because I, I used to have this like recurring nightmare that Batman would walk into my room. I was in my crib. I remember looking through my like crib slats and I'd have this recurring dream that Batman walked into my room with his cape um fun and it's, I it's not that, fun it's a nightmare i'm still scared I, of batman i had that with monster from the muppets the pink one with the orange fun nose. yeah well what i always thought he was i always thought he would like come like dancing out of my closet really freaking yeah out. i know i was so scared of batman as a kid i didn't even speak english i probably didn't even understand what the fuck was going on that he it's was just a man a with guy. pointy ears what's Terrifying. happening here a cape By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink it feels very fitting that juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy we're happy but because we're not mind readers we don't always know when they're unwell and in my experience cats are not the most you know open when it comes to sharing their woes and there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This one is called... Halloween Ouija Fun uncovers the story of the woman who haunted my childhood home. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, this is from Kara. Mm. She, her, thank you, Kara. Hi. Nope. It says, hey, hi, hello. Okay. So I talked to a ghost this one time. It was pretty cool. Not the only time I had an encounter, but certainly the only time it was shared with others. So some background. In 1998, my parents decided to buy a lot with a small house on it that had been unoccupied for a while to then knock the house down and build something for our family. The day before we're supposed to move in, a fire started in my dad's office that ultimately destroyed the entire inside of our house. Oh, shit. And about 80% of our belongings that we had already been storing in our new home. (gasps) That's tragic. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I'm sorry. That's awful. Luckily, none of us were inside, despite the fact that my dad was supposed to be unpacking stuff, but had decided to go golfing instead. I bet Mm -hmm. he used that for the rest of their marriage, like, for the rest of their lives. Like, well, remember when I went golfing last time? I know. He's like, I could save our lives. I saved all of your lives. You just don't know. You just don't know. (laughs) Some of the workers got minor injuries, but there was nothing severe. God, how scary. Coincidentally, or so we think, dun, dun, dun. There was a fire on our property about 40 years prior, and the father of the fire chief who worked on our house was the chief back then and had to put out that fire. So it's like a generational fire thing. It feels like you're in a town where history repeats itself. Cycles, (laughs) yeah. Um, As a piece of history, the current fire chief gave us the news clippings that reported on the previous fire that his father had worked on, which had included the murder of the woman of the house in addition to the fire, which was reportedly meant to destroy the remaining evidence. Mm. Additionally, based on the placement of the old house and our house, the location where each fire started uh, is geographically in a very similar, if not the same place. Oh. Yikes. Moving on, we rebuilt our house and moved in about a year later. We had general understanding that someone had been previously murdered on our property. And so when bizarre things started to happen in the house, we would lightheartedly blame the ghost. My sister's room was right above my dad's office where the fire started, and she ended up with the brunt of the weird happenings. Doors getting stuck, bathroom hardware falling off. Jesus. Can you imagine being that poor sibling who's no. like, can I please switch with somebody? And you and know, you, like, like, she probably picked the room. Like, I want this pretty room. And it's like, I know. <laughs> nice well, choice. She's probably like, she's like, can we please share? And they're like, I, the last thing I want to do is share a room with someone who's like attached to ghosts. Upstairs. Who's like faucets fall off and stuff. Like, yeah, you, know, you can keep that for yourself. Yeah. You have fun with that. <sighs> uh, yeah. So hard bathroom hardware falling off, new lights not working, etc. One time my dad was at our kitchen counter and when he reached for his water glass the glass shattered before he even touched it see ya i've never actually i mean i've never experienced that i can't imagine how jarring that would be but i've always part of me if i had to experience something i would want it to be something that like unbelievable that like shocking yeah because you can't if you literally didn't touch it it's like how do you even explain that we've covered that on so many stories before and every time i'm like i that one i kind of can't i have a hard time of believing yeah, because the shattering how, is no explanation. Yeah, yeah, that one is that one is super weird. Fast forward, I'm 12 or 13, and I'm hosting a Halloween slumber party with about 10 of my friends. Naturally, we decided to bring out the Ouija board whilst chilling in the basement. After we fucked around for a good few minutes, disturbing spirits and shit, I informed my guests that there was a ghost in the house and suggested we try to communicate with her. The okay, conversation. <laughs> Wait, I was there. It was my party. <laughs> um, I was playing Dance Dance Revolution down the street with the other group of nerdy kids. Don't worry. We're all doing the same thing. <laughs> you were the just co- playing Spin the Bottle with your Mountain Dew or with something. With me and my Mountain Dew and no boys. Just me. <laughs> uh, the conversation goes as follows. Me, are you the ghost in this house? Ouija, yes. What mm. is your name? S-E-R-E. For whatever reason, it stopped there. S-E-R-E. Almost like it was going to spell Serena. Oh, that's a good Also, guess. I like how it's like, they said, is this the ghost here? And it said, yes. What if it's a no? Like, no. this is not the ghost here. <laughs> this is just the silly one. This is the one. ghost somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just rolling by, you know. I'm just a vagabond like Walt. <laughs> um, S-E-R-E. How did you die? C-H-O-K-E. Uh. choke then uh how no how did you die okay okay here's the real test when my dad's water glass broke was that you i h i t i t i hit it it. that's fucking bananas that's wild that one i do not like that's the one where i go oh i hate it 
You cool, know? cool, 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 cool. Good for you. <laughs> Love it. Oh, what? Oop. I don't I'm like it. also a vagabond. I'm heading out of here. I feel uh, unsafe. <laughs> uh, then Kara says, oh, my God, guys. She said she hit the glass. Gaggle of preteen girls shrieking at the top of our lungs. So we all run up from the basement. My mom, who was concerned and pissed all the same, asked us what was wrong. I shared with her the story and asked her the name of the woman who had died in the fire. My mom guessed it was something like Mary Lou or something like that, but offered to grab the news clipping while we ate our dessert. Sidebar, my mom makes a bomb-ass mud pie every Halloween that she was famous for, Whoa. but I digress. It's a very important Jeez. detail. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, don't be shy. Send the recipe. That's okay. Send the pie. You yeah. send it and the recipe. <laughs> send me the pie. I don't got time for that. Um... When my mom returned, she walked slowly into the room, eyes glued to the news clipping and paler than I'd ever seen her. I eagerly asked her what was wrong, and she handed me the clipping to read and share with my friends. The woman's name was Serena. Bada bing, bada boom, one, two, three, oopity boppity. That's Serena right there. Serena, and she had been strangled to death before the house was set on fire. (gasps) Oh, shit. So, like, they didn't even know that. The kids didn't even know that. Serena. That's horrible. That's awful. Also, it's very scary for the kids. Holy crap. Yes. And also awful that this is like a real story that actually happened. Mm-hmm. It was alleged that she had been having an affair with the landscaper and that her husband had murdered her and set <gasps> her bed on fire before going to work. Oh, my God. Holy shit. To my knowledge, the case was never solved and there was not enough evidence to convict either of them. So as it turned out, the Ouija board fucking works and I talked to the woman whose spirit was lingering in my childhood home. Luckily, we never had a negative interaction with Serena and we continue to share the story with friends and family who claim they mm. don't believe in ghosts. End Jeez. of story. That is bad. That's some goose cam right you know, there. You that, know, that, that I feel like adds some detail to when you're playing Ouija board and it like spells some nonsense. Yeah. Like maybe I, it's like trying to spell something and you just don't get it or it doesn't finish the word. I'm so sorry, but my arms are so bumpy right now with this, it's bad. With this creepy story. No, that's exactly it. When we, Whenever, like, you do a Ouija board and it just, like, spells nothing, it could totally be trying yeah. to finish. And, like, half well, a word. We've done it before where the, it, it was, it allegedly was, like, a little kid and, like, it just didn't know how to spell. You <gasps> yeah. Know? Okay. Em and I did a Ouija board recently. Fun fact. I know. Everyone's like, God damn it. <laughs> but, em, I listen, we did. Christine bought a Ouija board for her house and, Get you over know. It. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. <laughs> and the kid said his name was Lazarus, but he like spelled it kind of funny. And then we were like, that's weird. And he was having trouble spelling things. And we we're like, how old are you? And it was like four. And we were like, yeah. oh, so, so sweet. Yeah. Well, anyway. until it's a demon. So until it's um, like, I'm not Lazarus. I'm Lazarus of hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So here is our next story. This is from Shelby, who's a she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronoun Shelby. And the, uh, title is my great-grandfather was a doctor for the exorcist <gasps> what like for the exorcist the movie or hmm, oh or, interesting we'll like for find the out. exorcist not like an exorcist you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we'll find i don't know we'll find out what she, what she means hello my four-legged two-legged and fruit friends i wish it said zero-legged friends but that's okay. <laughs> my name is shelby what and about boy, do I eight-legged have... for skylar is anybody remembering uh, skylar wait yeah it just keeps double or having i guess eight four two it's just i mean zero. it's fine like skylar i guess we'll get over it the pain of being left out but whatever you know i bet skylar thinks about you too christine this sounds like a cry for help i miss and, skylar <laughs> and <laughs> it's okay skylar misses you too i'm sure <laughs> oh. i don't <laughs> but i love your love for him thank so let's you put it that way um so hello hello all these legs and friends without legs okay Fantastic. my my name is shelby and boy do i have a story for you i was recently talking about your podcast with my grandmother when she just casually dropped these stories on me i love that i love that our podcast started this yeah and i'm loving that the grand or your grandma like passed the vibe check like new a million like, percent Oh, that's the type of podcast we're working with? Like, I understand. Step aside. I have something Uh, to add. Exactly. So here are some of the stories, I guess. Many people know and have watched the 1973 movie The Exorcist, but what people do not know is that it was based on a real-life medical case from St. Louis, Missouri. The movie stars a 12-year-old girl, but in reality, in 1949, a 10-year-old boy was admitted to St. Louis University Hospital presenting very strange symptoms. Yes, Roland Doe or something, right? Oh my God! Well, yes, Ronnie Mannheim. Or I, I, I covered him. Yes, he at did. Some point. Uh, at this time, 
my great grandfather, Dr. Owen J. McNamee. What a Nick- name. McNamee. McNamee, sorry. Uh, at this time, my great grandfather, Dr. Owen J. McNamee, uh, had worked as a physician in St. Louis for many years and was well known around town. And in the words of my lovely grandma, doctors did everything back then. <laughs> he would deliver babies, make house calls, was certified to perform surgery, and even stitched up bullet holes if needed. Wow. Wow. Uh, in fact, my great grandmother would be upset when he would come home at one or two in the morning only for him to inform her a bag was thrown over his head while headed to his car after his shift and he had to stitch up bullet wounds in a member of the St. Louis crime family. <laughs> They're like, we Yo. need your help, but you can't look us in the eye. But also, like, that's the most, like, Tea Time Tuesday bullshit. Like, it every is. single one of you people is like, oh, my grandparents were involved with the gang. Like, in like my hometown gang. They'd it's be like, like, oh, yeah, my grandma invited the mob over for tea and yeah. got all their every, secrets. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> every single Tea Time Tuesday, there's at least one person who is affiliated with the mob. And I'm like, can what is wrong with all of our grandparents? <laughs> so I guess this person, if you have not joined Patreon and been a part of Tea Time Tuesday... We're just getting the full story now, I guess. Uh, Also affiliated with the mob. Being the gentlemen that they were, the crime family, by the way, Mm -hmm. the Giordano family always told him to apologize to Mrs. McNamee for us. Like, as in, like, we know we're taking her time away from you. Her casserole is getting cold. (laughs) Yeah. So apologize to her for us. That's so cute. Well, shout out to that. I mean, they're like shooting each other. That's not cute. But, you know, this part's cute. But they still respect women, damn it, okay? To an extent, probably. In 1949, my great-grandfather was working as a physician at all three Catholic hospitals in the area, St. Louis University Hospital, St. Mary's, and St. Anthony's. It was late in the year when a colleague of his asked if he was willing to consult on an unusually presenting case of a 10-year-old boy. Oh, boy. And when he initially walked into the patient's room, he was surprised to see a swarm of doctors, nurses, priests, and worried parents surrounding a young boy with sandy blonde hair and blue eyes. The boy I thought it was going to say a swarm of flies. flies. I know, me too. <laughs> I was like, ah, <coughs> not I the thought, flies. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be flies. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the boy looked slightly malnourished and pale, but seemed normal. And he watched as other physicians asked questions, took vitals, and conferred with others. And it was only when a priest approached did the boy recoil as mm. if stung and avoid the cross hanging from the man's neck. The boy then opened his mouth to speak and a deep, a natural voice came out speaking in Latin, Ugh. and the boy seemed to be possessed. Seemed? Was. <laughs> seemed. Um, <laughs> over the course of multiple months, my grandfather saw things that he could not explain, and the boy's symptoms seemed to be getting more intense. The boy would originally flip between his true personality and the darker, demonic one, and he seemed young and concerned one moment and then went stone cold and eerily still the next, but soon it seemed he was stuck in the darker personality. The boy would hiss and spit at the priests and holy water seemed to burn his skin. My Mm. great-grandfather once witnessed the seemingly tiny boy punch one of them in the face and break his nose. Oh my god. And during this time, the priests would try to complete exorcisms while the boy screamed and taunted them. While the priests were trying from one angle, my great-grandfather and the other physicians were trying from another. They tried different tests, took x-rays, and tried to keep weight on the boy as it seemed he was wasting away from not eating. One memory that my grandmother told me truly stuck out. Uh, was when the boy was being transferred to a different area in the hospital and all the crosses on the walls turned upside down Ah! as his bed rolled past them. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who would leave that little detail out in a movie? Because it'd be so perfect. Why would would you leave leave it out? out? I haven't seen it, as you know. Well, I mean, any... I've never seen that in any demon movie. Like, someone should be taking advantage of that piece of information. I feel like I've seen that. The crosses turn upside down. But not as you're on a gurney going through okay, the, the hall and they're, a great ad- they're going with you. That's, you're right. You're right. That's synchronized as far as I'm concerned. Synchronized demonic activity. Synchronized crosses. So he also was walking past the patient's room at one point and glanced in only to see the boy levitating off the bed as he walked past. Okay. I like that your, I like that your grandpa was in like, oh, wrong room and just Whoops. kept walking. It's not like, my place. Not, not, that's above my pay grade. Not here, not now. And I'm a doctor, uh, so I probably get paid pretty damn well. <laughs> but still above my pay grade. I could be, um, I could be, Bill I Gates. don't know, Jeff Bezos. And if I saw someone floating, I'd be like, that's above my pay grade. I'm not here for that. 
after many months of testing the boy to the best of their ability and many exorcisms, the boy mysteriously just got better. The entourage of priests, nurse, and doctors walked in one morning, and the boy was just strangely fine as if nothing had happened. Apparently, he looked thin and slightly tired, but the weight of being in the room with the other being was gone. As the case, after the case ended, my great-grandfather said that wing of the hospital always felt strange and weird things continued to happen afterwards. Not quite as crazy as a possession, but it felt dark and crosses would still sometimes be found hanging in the wrong direction. I don't love that. I really don't. Because of this, the wing was rarely used and I think it was eventually torn down. Good, because I was about to say, if you literally have to go to that hospital, like something's floating around looking for a new body, it seems. New so host. I'm glad that it's torn down. All right, now imagine how shocked I was when my grandma just casually mentioned that my great-grandfather was the, a doctor for the exorcist over uh, Tuesday night BLTs. I, <laughs> I had to pump her for more information. I know you like to end things on a good note, so here's one to lighten the mood. My great-grandmother, the lovely Mrs. McNamee in the story above, was never one to be upstaged by her husband and was certainly no delicate flower. She opened and ran a the first flight school in St. Louis and flew with Amelia Earhart. In the <gasps> I'm sorry. What is your grandparents were hustlers. Just saying like they were, your grandpa worked all three hospitals. Wow. He was helping the mob. He was, uh, well trusted enough to be on the exorcism case. And now your grandma's just casually flying around with Amelia Earhart <laughs> at her own flight school. Are you fucking kidding me? She was a model for heavily <gasps> milk. And she raised five girls. Hell she yeah. A um, dairy model. That's so I fun. am obsessed with mil the milk model. I would thing. like to be a milk model for Ben and Jerry's. What do we think about this <laughs> dairy model situation? It also seems like uh, being a badass in life has carried over into the afterlife for her because she likes to come visit and check up on us from time to time. When I was maybe around three or four, my mother and I were playing in my room when I asked mommy, who's that lady behind you? My mom behind the... <laughs> Being the hoodoo voodoo lady she is, had already talked to a psychic about my sister and I, and she told her that both me and my sister could see spirits. <laughs> she informed her that most are not harmful, but they didn't come around as much as people age because they become scared of them. Interesting. Whoa. With this in mind, my mom asked me to describe the lady. I said she had short brown hair, was wearing a pink suit, and a funny little hat. What she informed me later was that that was my great-grandmother, um who was buried in a light pink pantsuit and a pink pillbox hat. Oh. Apparently, they have there have been other instances of her coming to check in, but I like to think that she's off flying her planes and just swings by every once in a while. Uh, I just had to share all of that for you. I love your podcast and I'm forever grateful that it kept me company during a long quarantine. Congrats on the baby, Christine, and congrats to M for all the yummy Tony Chocoloni. I like that we both get something to be thankful for. Uh, much love for me and all my four-legged friends, Shelby. Wow. Wow. Wowie. What a story. Yeah. Well done. Also, wow. everyone in your family sounds so cool. Damn. Damn. You should write a book. Shelby. Like your grandma, in theory. Our is great grandma, up right? Great grandma. She's she literally like has the connect to Amelia Earhart's ghost. She can be like, where the fuck are you? You know? Wait, valid. Get that Ouija board out from Kara. Get the Ouija board out. Tell her, bring your girl Amelia over. We're all going to have a chat. You know? Yeah. Kara oh, has a they, Ouija did board. Did they recently find her? Um, There was like another like, uh, like in the case. clue or yeah. I don't think that they solved it though. Shelby, get your grandma on the phone. Yeah. On the horn. On the horn. Um, wow, what a tale. Holy crap. Wowza. Well, good for your grandma for just being like, oh, yeah, haunted stories. Crime like, oh, stories. I didn't know you wanted one of those. Let me just yeah. whip one of many out. Eat your BLT and listen up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out 
a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. And that's why we drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace <laughs> since 2017. Um, and in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh, boy. Okay, so this is from Samantha. Let's see. Sam. Sorry. She, her, hers. Thank you, Sam. Sam and Miss Aggie, who seems to be the world's cutest little cat. Oh, my gosh. What a babe. Excuse me. Sorry. There are photos attached. So. This is from Sam. Uh, Sam, sorry. Sam, she, her, hers. Thank you, Sam. Hi, I'm Christine and Eva. I hope you are all doing well. I just listened to episode 230 where M tells the story of Agnes Sampson, a.k.a. the wise wife of Keith. Mm. And I had to write in to let you know the story of my cat, Aggie. I was literally going to ask if Aggie and Agnes have something in common. I forgot. Did I tell you the subject of the email? I I don't don't think I did. No. It's my haunted necklace, question mark? So, oh, not what I was expecting. No, I know. I was my, like, I my don't haunted know kitty cat? Relevant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll find out. I found Miss Aggie on the side of the road living under cars by my apartment in New York. She's a tiny black cat, about seven pounds, and she has extremely witchy vibes. Just like Aww. moonshine and shadow. Her vampire fangs stick out of her mouth when she sleeps. Oh, my God. Ah, so that's very so moonshine. cute. Uh, and her official adoption date and birthday is Halloween. See attached pic. I want to name her something witchy and settled on Aggie. One part for Agatha Christie, one part for Aggie Cromwell from Halloween Town. One part. I know what a uh, one part for Agnes Waterhouse, aka Mother Waterhouse, the first woman executed for witchcraft in England in 1566. You wow, this is quite a name. Loving that you just had this like hoard of knowledge about Agatha's or Agnes. Did you know that Agnes was um, when Blaze and I were talking about names? um, One of the names I really liked was Agnes because oh, I told you this already because of a I think I think you literally told me during the Agnes episode. That was when it was. You're totally right. I've already talked about this. Um, okay. Da, 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 da. So Agnes, yes. Agnes Waterhouse, blah, blah, blah. And one part for Black Aggie, a folkloric and purportedly haunted statue of a draped, melancholy, and mysterious woman seated at the Agnes family plot in Pikesville, Maryland. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Did you just go on Wikipedia and click like list of Agneses or Ag- yeah. I, I know. What happened there? Wow. Also, like, why haven't we covered Agatha Harkness from we have a lot uh, of... WandaVision? That's oh, like, sorry, that's not there. part of the tale, M. Catherine Hahn. Everyone's cat should be named after Catherine Hahn. I guess so. Whoever there that is. Um I attached another photo. She is quite scary. Yes, this this statue I can tell you right now is very scary looking. It's like a cloaked figure. Mm, I'm telling okay. you. Yes. As yes. Yeah. Um, after this week's episode, I'm happy to tack on another meeting to my cat's name for Miss Agnes Sampson. 
Although her body is small, I promise she can carry the legacy of these women well. Oh, that's so sweet. Now I want to name my baby Agnes again. <laughs> Moving uh, into my... Oh, pardon? go ahead. Go ahead. Moving into my personal story, I grew up in the suburbs of Boston by Salem, Mass. That sounds about right. My teachers in high school always found excuses for us to take field trips to Salem. Oh, I'm so jealous. And one particular instance, my junior year involved my art class visiting the Peabody Art Museum. I've always okay. loved Salem, so of course I jumped at the opportunity to go again, especially because we were scheduled to go the week before Halloween. I was walking down the street with a friend admiring Salem in the throes of Halloween when we stumbled on a woman selling necklaces. She oh. had a huge setup of different types, but this beautiful Capricorn necklace caught my eye. Parentheses, let's go caps. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give it to you. Also, side note, I'm loving that, like, I mean, obviously as a teacher in Salem, I also would be doing everything for yeah. a field trip at all turns. So yeah, I get it. I, get I do it. too. And I'm like, wow, I don't think my teachers at the time would have done that for me, but I, I wish I had that kind of attitude from, you know, more teachers. That's such a fun. A lot of my teachers were like, they were like ex-military and they always wanted to take us to battlefields. And uh -huh. I was like, okay, but like other people get to go to Salem. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we had to go to like the zoo. So yeah. I guess. <laughs> womp womp. It was a small pendant on a simple black string. I bought the necklace off the woman and she took my money with a small smile and a wink. I put oh. it on immediately. When my friend and I rounded the corner to go back, the woman and her setup had vanished. <gasps> What? <gasps> also, I'm loving that she winked when she gave it to you. Like, you know what to do with this. Like, yeah. Put, put it, it on. around your neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wear it to you show know, other people. <laughs> I don't have to. You do the rest. <laughs> but okay. So creepy that she's just gone. So creepy. Now. Yikes. And she says, it wasn't a small table. It was a full metal contraption with hundreds of jewelry pieces that stretched oh. at least 10 feet that had somehow dissipated. Oh, what shit. the fuck? Confused, we looked around a few streets. Also, she had a friend with her, so like clearly, right? Friend was it's probably not like, just I her. saw that too. Like it was right here. Yeah. Confused, we looked around a few streets on either side and found nothing. I apologized to the friend and said I must have misremembered, but we quickly forgot about it and went on with the trip. Fast forward to months later, I still haven't taken the necklace off. I loved that necklace. I unapologetically wore it with everything and literally planned outfits around it. I even traveled to three different countries with it. One day, oh. the necklace disappeared. Oh, well, I'm not really surprised by that. I feel like that was that had to happen, right? Like, I, I said you, it so dramatically, but I knew you were going to be like, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there was something magical about the necklace, like, oh, it's only meant to be with you a certain amount of For time. For a certain period of time. It, it will know when it's meant to move on to someone else, some, something else. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Uh, you know. I unapologetic blah, 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 three different countries. One day, the necklace disappeared. I couldn't find it anywhere, and I ripped apart my house and traced my steps through schoolwork, my car, anything. That's sad. In those few weeks, I did not have the necklace. I felt naked, and weirdly, I felt followed. Oh, oh. I don't like that. <gasps> Doors would slam behind me wherever I went with no one around. Things kept banging in my closet late at night, always after midnight, and when I checked them out, nothing had fallen off the hangers or moved. My mm. dog refused to hang around me. And I got extremely sick, like never in school. Doctors were confused, ravaged my immune system and triggered my horrible genetic anxiety and depression to rear their ugly heads type of sick. Jeez. <sighs> After months and months of this, I finally was in a deep immobilizing sleep when something in me went on high alert. Out of my sleep, I shot straight up in bed like my waist was on a hinge and grabbed my hand out into the dark and snatched my missing necklace out of thin air. <gasps> what? What? That's magic. Oh my god. Like just grabbed your out of the void while you were sleeping. That's I I don't know. <laughs> like that. Okay, Christine, lay it on me. What's the science behind that one? Let's let's keep going. I was frozen like that until I fully woke up and realized what had just happened. Weirdly, I wasn't scared, though. I remember putting the necklace on the bedside table and falling back asleep. In the morning, I looked over and my necklace was there, proving I hadn't dreamt it. And most insanely, all of the freaky hauntings and presences that had been following me vanished. I got better and never knew why I'd been sick, and everything went back to normal. Everyone around me was freaked out by the necklace story, but in retelling it, I always felt calm about it. Aww. I now believe it was somehow protecting me in a weird way and came into my life when I needed it. I still have it in a little... Oh, I have goose cam. I still have it in a little box that sits on my dresser and always will think of that woman from Salem who disappeared after she sold it to me. Lots of love to you and yours, Sam and Miss Aggie. 
Oh, I feel like she, <gasps> I feel like this little, I'm going to call her a little witch, this little uh, necklace sales yeah. lady. I feel like she just kind of flew into the necklace and you you keep her tight Oh, now. yeah. She winked and like, poof, she in was the little like, I'll see you later. So do you think, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on your chest. Oh, God. Also, you, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think um, that like she lost the necklace by accident and like, like actually lost it and that's why i don't know it feels like she like pulled it out of like a manifestation or something no i mean like when she lost it like when it disappeared i don't know i I feel like like i i feel like items leave on purpose sometimes i feel like it maybe but i don't know what the reason would have been yeah i don't know what the reason would be especially if like she felt like weird without it it's like it wasn't supposed to leave maybe someone else took it or like I'm thinking, what if she dropped it or lost it, and that that's when the protection went away, and it had to like find its way back to her to like bring back the. That's I don't a know. very precious story. Maybe. I don't know. I do like that when she pulled it out of like whatever dimension Void. she did. Um, I like that she felt calm because that like validates the time yes. where like I've seen things standing at the foot of the bed, and I knew they were nice because I weirdly didn't feel calm. It's like they like put that. They can veil like, over can, you. Exactly. Yeah. Which always freaks me out because if that's true, then all the times that I've felt like, that you're dread, scared, they, they intentionally didn't want to put the veil over you. I completely. That's what I think of every time. I'm like, then the opposite must be true. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. That really blows my mind. That's some, that's, that's a weird one. That's freaky. I got nothing except that's fucking weird <laughs> it's freaky. like what like what i wonder what the third party perspective would have been on that like did like would you just see her like do this and then all of a sudden pull back and now there's a necklace yeah like, was it hanging there for 10 minutes before she was like oh, i know wait. like where did it go <laughs> like what happened like did it float freaky. in from like was it like the like the chef boyardee commercial where it rolled, <laughs> rolled all the way in. back to you and it like, was you a just... meatball yeah <laughs> i don't know that is freaky though that's super weird well, thank you for that story. Holy crap. That was Wowza. Sam. Uh, let me make sure I got you. Yeah, it was Sam, yes. And Aggie. Right. Well, this is our last story. This is a shorty, but this is from Lauren, who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Lauren. And the subject line is my creepy kid and a Halloween decoration. Ooh, creepy kid. So, creepy kid. Love a good creepy kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, until yours is born. Until so, Ems has to deal with it in person, yeah. <laughs> I like them from afar, and you're about to really, like, shove it in my face all the time. I can already tell. So Lauren says, last Halloween I was listening to, and that's why we drink. By the way, I always love when the messages don't say hi. Like, and that's not even me being sarcastic. I think it's, it's like, such a good writer's choice. It's a choice. fun, like, twist. Uh, it's like yeah. brass tacks, my friend. Let's yeah. get the fuck it's into like, this. It's like, you know I like the show. Don't make me say it. <laughs> it immediately makes me think that Lauren is, like, a rough and tough New Yorker. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with the casualties. Enough with the niceness. Uh Okay, last Halloween I was listening to and that's why I drank while working from home, per usual, and you guys had mentioned how kids are more sensitive to spirits. I had already known that, but it just feels relevant for what happened immediately Uh, after. uh. I saw my husband pulling into the driveway with my three-year-old, so I turned off the podcast. Rude. That your husband gets priority? (laughs) We were talking. (laughs) Excuse you. So I turned off the podcast because uh, she's too little to hear all the creepy all stuff right. you talk about. All okay, right. Fine. Just, you know what? Just put the kid in another room and Just listen to Just guilt me if that. you must. When she walked into the house, she immediately walked past me and directly to the big window that faces the woods. I followed her over and huh? crouched down to see what she was looking at since it was very odd that she didn't come in and give me a hug hello after being at daycare all day. She then pointed into the woods and said, Halloween decoration. Oh, oh, no. I don't like that. Which makes me think it's either a vampire skeleton? or a skeleton or a bat or a witch. Something like a dead ghost, body or something or skeleton. A coffin. Yeah, something that you would find at a Spirit coffin. Halloween. <laughs> um, I don't have any Halloween decorations, nor do we have any neighbors. So she was literally just pointing out <gasps> at the trees. See, at this point, if she said Christmas decoration, I'd be like, she's onto something. That's a tree. Right. Good job. I guess end. maybe if it's a spooky looking tree maybe i don't, I don't know. know i don't know that's just me maybe talking. if it gets wings and takes flight at night or something that sure would be like those famous well. flying halloween trees that you see <laughs> a spirit halloween okay but spirit tm 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 because if you call it, create a flying tree i'd like to be in on that <laughs> um i said at first no it's just the woods but she insisted there was a creepy face oh and kept pointing and saying right there 
At this point, I didn't want to dismiss the fact that she obviously was perceiving something in the woods to look like a Halloween decoration, but I also didn't want her to be scared. So I said, oh yeah, it's a silly face. She then turned to me, looked me dead in the eyes, and she said, no. And then she walked away and never mentioned it again. What? <laughs> the end. That's it? Also, also not even a goodbye from Lauren. That's like, that's a, that's a New Does Yorker right there. Does it say the end? No, it oh. just stops. <laughs> I was like, wow. It just says okay. she walked away and never mentioned it again. Oh, my And then God. Lauren was like off to the L line or something. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> I like how Lauren clearly lives in the woods with no neighbors and you're still on this like New York kick. Like clearly. That's She's Fran Drescher and I'll accept nothing less. Wow. So. But like, oh. I love that. See, that's the kind of thing I, that's the kind of parent I would like to be of like, oh, I want to acknowledge that you're afraid or that you see something. Yeah. And then like, make, sh- make sure you feel you. believed, right? Like that I'm not going to dismiss your fears. But also that's such a fine line to walk because you're like, you don't want to be like, yes, there's a terrifying demon there. You know what I mean? If Right. Like but, <laughs> either you say no and you're invalidating the experience yeah. or you say yes and you're confirming what they're seeing and exactly. keeping them open And you don't even so. know what it is. It's like, holy uh, shit. Well, you did a great job, Lauren. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. So it's just a shame you've got a creepy little kid. That's I, all. It's just, what a shame. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like she was pretty uh, like tough, right? She's yeah. like, She's like, no. It's not a funny face. She was like, goodbye. she has the same kind of attitude you do by not saying hi and goodbye in your letter. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, are you fucking with me right now? Like, this she's is, like, mom, we've got, what is, we've what got, is silly about this fucking demon face? Like, mom, we've got bigger fish to fry. Don't you know this? Come on. Wow. Come on. Chop, chop, chop. That's by the creepy. Way, love that you can already kind of, in that very small way, and I've already decided, like, you're both your personalities. But I love how you're both similar in that way of just like, no, like, I'm not here. No. No. No, no pleasantries. It's a scary fucking body. It's a scary face, creepy face. I'm stop not trying to it. make it. Stop calling it silly. It's nothing silly <laughs> about it. It's a Halloween decoration. Also, I like to think she'll bring that out as a teenager too. Of like, mom, get with the times. It's not silly. Like, it's not creepy. You're or it's not. It's not as silly as you want it to be. Get with the times. <laughs> I would be afraid if my kid looked outside in the woods and said Halloween decoration. I'd be like, no. Nah, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be super scared right away. But the second that I couldn't see something, and my baby was like so adamant about it, the second it, she I'd said it was really a creepy nervous. face Halloween decoration, I'd be yeah, like, well, because yeah. like if one thing I could be like, oh, trees with no leaves. Maybe at daycare they were drawing trees. Like who knows? But the face thing, I can't explain. Like no, no. Yeah, Lauren, you handled that like a champ because I, I definitely don't know what I would have. I would have called M and been like, deal with this. Oh, and then I would have said, call Lauren. Like. <laughs> What are you wasting Lauren my time for? Lauren doesn't answer my calls, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, everyone, who wrote in for uh, for October. Wow. It's spooky season. We're finally, uh, we get Holy to ring crap. it in now. So I hope that your next 31 days are full of fear and fright, but in a very happy, pleasant, expected, way. wanted way. Also candy, also pumpkin snacks, also, you know, whatever, spooky whatever movies, your heart desires. Yeah. Costumes, if you like. No Arts Batman. Crafts, if you like. No robbing Batman. No. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think, I think you're just going to have, a, I'm going to manifest for everyone that our October is going to be pretty great. And at the beginning of this year, Christine, when I said this could be the decade where we meet our kids, now mm-hmm. I can officially say this could be the month we meet your kid. I, uh, it, it should Big be. Jump. It, Big well, jump. It will be, I guess, unless this comes out and I've had a kid within the two and a half days that are remaining in September as we record this, mm-hmm. which are also possible. But odds are, I think at this point, it's October. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. Hope you have a very spooky season. And that's why we drink. What makes the Carnival Cruise fun? A picture-perfect beach day in Cozumel or a tropical adventure to Mayan ruins with snorkel excursion for good measure. A delectable surf and turf at sea topped off with craft cocktails at Alchemy Bar. Now, get some Z's. You never know what tomorrow will bring. Why? Because no one does fun like Carnival. Carnival. Choose fun. Ships Registry, Bahamas, Panama.